listening to the Lone Star Play podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Welcome to another wonderful show. I'm your host, Patrick. Let's jump in. Our guest today is Fadi from the hit TV show Crime Scene Kitchen. He's a baker who's doing unbelievable things. So let's find out about his journey on the show. Let's jump in. Of course, I want all the secrets now. Obviously. I'm just oh, kidding. I'm just kidding. Everything. Yeah. Everything. yeah <laughs> I wasn't turned off her camera. Obviously, she can't hear us. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, had, I had an idea for the podcast. I thought, you know, it'd be funny is if you drop little little clues throughout the podcast. Oh. What's going to happen, right? See, like a crime scene. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Fadi, look, both of us are in food. We've been in food a while. Um, and I've seen a lot of food shows, right? A lot of stuff has come out. But I got to say, this did take a different angle than I've seen on any other food show. And the angle is this. Tell me if you agree. It's basically like Curtis Stone says it best. And, and I think the first episode that I watched of this season, um, what does he say? I want to make sure I get this right. Oh, what matters most is the right pie, right? So instead, it doesn't matter really how good it is, although that helps, but Really getting the right ingredients is yep. the most important. I've really never seen that in a show where, you know what I mean? That's so interesting. What, what do you think about that? And how do you even approach, <laughs> uh, right, approach this? Um, yeah, it's like the this show is like found the foundationally uh, the distinction between accuracy and precision, where it's like you can be precise, right? Like you can have like all the ingredients or all the elements, but if you're not accurate and you're not decisive, then it's kind of inconsequential how great it looks or tastes, you know? Um, which is very frustrating because we do not enter a kitchen trying to reverse engineer a recipe. We usually enter with our own recipe and then we take inspiration from what we see and then we move forward. So it's kind of like, um, um, T and I discuss this a lot, obviously, because we were, um, you know, dealing with it and figuring it out. But it's kind of like if you were to take an escape room and the game of Clue and a little bit of charades and then threw it all together and was just like, make a dish out of this. That's what it looks <laughs> like. I love that. Um, so, look, let's give just a quick background of like what I'll kind of explain what it is in the intro a little bit. But like, what's your take on like what the show is and also who your teammate is? You have this teammate like where y'all did y'all go in as teams? They paired you up. Let's dig into that. Yeah. So we um, basically go in as teams. And T and I met on a different baking reality TV show competition, but we were actually competing against each other during that show. Um, <laughs> and we just like bonded and connected. It was also a home baker show and it was like our first stint into TV. So like, it was a lot of just like getting your feet wet and like figuring out who you are and like how to best present yourself. And I think that was very fertile ground to kind of prepare us for this experience. Um, what I would say is if you are interested in pursuing or applying for like reality TV baking competition or whatever, I strongly encourage you to do it. It is super fun. It is also very amazing to cook or bake on somebody else's dime and to also not have to clean up after yourself. It's really fantastic. <laughs> like it's the best thing ever. And you also like are not only encouraged, but you're also pushed to do things you otherwise would never do. Like there are so many times in this competition where I'm like, 
I would start saying, oh, I would never do. And then I would stop myself and I'd be like, no, it's not true because I'm doing it right now. And I'm literally presenting it to you. I otherwise wouldn't were the circumstances different. So I would say. That's interesting. Right. So yeah. I, the way I've described it to my friends is you're kind of first and foremost an entertainer because you're ultimately making a TV show. So you have to remain remind yourself of the component of like, don't take yourself too seriously. Nobody's winning James Beard Award nominations through this. Nobody's getting a Michelin star. You're there to entertain like the audience, but you're also there to prove your chops that you can actually do the work and that you can present really delicious food at the end of the day. So like, as long as you keep those, your focus and your ethos through this experience, you will have a fantastic time. That's awesome. I mean, you're also, you know, one of the judges is um, Curtis Stone, right? A great He's chef. Who stars. Yeah. <laughs> I followed him for a long time. The other judge, Yolanda Gamp, I didn't really know anything about her, but I looked into her. I mean, Holy cow, like the people for the show, to be honest, like who you're cooking for. And Joel McHale Gray is a great host. He's hilarious, you know, but I don't know how much about food uh, he knows. But I think he actually does know a little bit about food. I've seen uh, some other stuff of him previously doing some food stuff. So, I mean, there is that pressure to sort of, right, pr present this amazing dish, but at the same time have this hurdle of like, trying to decipher what it is you're even going to cook before you do it. I, I really think you nailed the head, the, the nail on the head when you said like that it makes you do things you, you normally wouldn't do. How do you think that can translate to people watching at home? Right. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know what I mean? How can that inspire them? I guess just really, seeing you do it or. Yeah. That's like such a good, um, that's such a good question to ask because it really is kind of like, it forces you to kind of address the the foundation of everything that you create, right? Because ultimately, what, when we talk about food and as food people, we're not necessarily explicitly saying these things, but we're, we're thinking about flavor and texture and like the variety of those things. And we're thinking about how when food approaches your nose, your olfactory glands are suddenly activated. What does that do? And then when it touches your tongue, it's going to hit parts of your taste buds that are different from the front than the back. And so I would say the best advice is like, don't take uh, recipes or food as like hard and fast rules, but more as like guidelines. And if you allow yourself to understand the parts of the science that you can't play with, like for instance, you don't wanna serve raw chicken or you don't wanna serve an underbaked cake. Once you figure that stuff out, there's just so much room for play. And shows like this, this, this show in particular, it's like you're balancing out that delicate line between being a super creative person who creates food and you're usually unrestrained by it to then being asked to create something incredibly specific and very niche and sometimes may not even be something in your repertoire. So you kind of yeah. have to like figure it out and do the best version of that thing and hope that it's the right thing. And I think as a viewer, like that, that's what we're wanting to watch, right? It's a little, it, putting anybody outside of their comfort zone and seeing them struggle, but then achieve it is the best thing, right? For it's TV so cool. and entertainment. And yeah, uh, yeah it's the best, uh, it's the best thing. I think you guys um, adding that element of the crime scene. So let's like dig into like how it. this show works. So basically you're in teams of two and then they present you a kitchen that, that take it from there. Sure. I'll let you, so you know. I'll walk you in. You're my partner. Yeah. We're running up to All investigate right. this crime scene. I'm like, okay, Patrick, we're going to run in here and we're, we have two minutes. 
we have to discern as many clues as possible. And then on top of that, we have to figure out what the red flags are. <laughs> like, so it's not all necessarily going into this, this recipe. So yeah. at some point, it doesn't make sense or you're just like, I see cherries and I see pineapples and I see sunflower seeds. And you're just like, what? What in the world would you ever make with these things? And the problem is like, you don't have enough time to really process all this because you really are just gathering information in those two minutes. Um, T and I started to develop a strategy and you'll see it like even by episode two, where when we enter the kitchen, we just separate. I go left and and he goes right. And then- That's smart. Right? Because in two minutes, you really don't have enough time to be doing things together as much as you'd like to Sure. I would send you to your corner. I go to my corner. And then I would basically tell you, as you see things, shout them out. Even if I can't hear you, it'll help you remember it. So when we get back to the kitchen, we can compare notes and then figure out a strategy. Look at this. Look at this. This is why you guys are doing so well on the show. I got to say, too, quick shout out. Just like y'all get the best compliments just on like what. How, the flavors of what y'all make like this is the best brownie i've ever yeah. this is top five this i've ever had it's like <laughs> holy cow forget if you get it right man. you're right. on to something just cooking period right like uh you'll have no problem uh, making it uh with some stuff yes man like that's uh what a great compliment and then on top of that to get it right what a great strategy go in shout everything out because the kitchen's pretty it's small. Like how, how big would you describe that crime scene is that you have to investigate? That's, it's pretty ex- like spread out. That's the thing that yeah. they're really good at is that like there's really just like disparate. Pe- it's literally like if you took puzzle pieces and threw them in a room and then you're trying to like figure out. I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm not going to say anything, but I will say they get really, really tricksy with the places that they hide things. Because as we start getting better, like identifying, and then you have like your go-to spots that you always check. Like literally <laughs> every challenge, T would check the pockets of the aprons. And I guess we, Ooh. right? And I'm just like, he's like, that's going to be my spot. I'm always going to check it. And we're never going to miss a thing if it's in there. So they start to pick up on all the spots that you become your regular spots. And then they start to not put things there. That's smart. See, yeah. that's that's what's interesting about the show too, about the crime scene placement. Because at first when I'm going in to watch this show, I'm thinking, okay, how are they going to do this? Is right. it going to be that somebody cooked and literally just what was left the mess left after they go in or is it sort of set up strategically i think actually doing it strategically is better for the viewer because right they get to play around with you a little bit more and make it harder and harder as you go yeah uh, which is interesting but it would be interesting to have a contestant one time they cook a dish and then you go in afterwards to see if you could tell what they made that would be interesting that would be a cool, like, little advantage to win if you won safety, right? Or, yeah. Like, you get to design the challenge because yeah. if you won safety, you don't necessarily want to bake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that was my thought. Like, uh, but, man, this show is doing so much. I like the classically trained, self-taught, yeah. um, um, and everybody's stuff looks amazing it's like self-taught classically you can't really tell to be honest y'all are all like doing amazing stuff that's a great like point of like departure because I talked about this with a friend and she was asking me like do you really think that there's like a distinction and I'm like listen I was an attorney for nine years I practice like I practice immigration law specifically with domestic violence and human trafficking survivors so it's very niche very specific I 
took all these classes that you would need for the bar in 2010, which was 13 years ago. So yeah, I took property, but would you actually trust me to draft your like will? No, and you shouldn't. So like, just because you went to culinary school and you made one souffle like 10 years ago, does that mean you're actually gonna be able to activate that in this moment? And just because I'm self-taught, I might've made souffles last week, you know? Correct. So right. it's kind of irrelevant, but the, the advantage, the distinct advantage is as somebody who went to school, you have just like more of a repository of knowledge. So you might be able to identify things more quickly and then move more quickly in that direction, which is literally what can make you win. Yeah, you know, um, having worked in the restaurant industry myself for so long, you know, there is, a, you know, someone come in, hey, put me in the kitchen, okay, there's usually yeah. just a few things you can, a task you can give them to find out if they'll make it. One of them is like literally cutting an onion. I swear that's the really? one chefs use the most. Yeah, cut an onion, cut me an onion. Because right there I can tell what's your knife work like? How do you mm. hold an onion? Do you, just to how you grab it, right? Just yep. immediately, yep. you know, okay, yep. this guy doesn't know. You know what? This is not going to be good. Yep. Uh, let's not even proceed further. <laughs> um, so th th there are some instances of just like, moments experiences right when when you know whatever hits the fan and and you learn in a restaurant environment what to do what step yeah. to take next how to put out this fire how to pivot that maybe some self-taught cooks can't understand yeah. but there are some advantages to ha to not having some of these bad habits you learn yeah. as well so yeah there's a lot to it from both yeah. sides um right you're trying to ride that line of like not overthinking it too much, but not underthinking it and, and going in. And so what kind of training did you have, you know, getting up into the show, like level? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like scale you know. Of one to 10. Where would you put yourself? Yeah, a valid question. I would say like in terms of flavor and texture and understanding that, like I would always give myself a 10 for like the last 20 years. Like I just understand wow. the way flavors go together. Yeah. And I've exposed myself to a lot of different things. So um, sure. honestly, the best thing you could ever do if you want a life or career in food is eat, eat a lot of food. Just eat a lot of different things. Combine different beverages with different bites in your mouth and watch as they swirl around and experience something new. And that will teach you flavor. Like that's it, just eat. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, how did I train? Okay, so eating a lot of food was definitely one form of training. Um, but also like I've just been baking since 2016, um, around the time actually my uh, sister passed away from breast cancer around that time. And oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. And that. it kind of like, we had both this shared dream of being bakers and like, she was a sur surgical technologist. So like very different career path. And um, after she passed, I, it, I really hermited for quite some time, but it, once I emerged from that, I realized, like I started asking myself like big life questions, like, do you see yourself staying in the same career? If you do, do you see yourself doing it for how long? If you could do anything right now, what it would what would it be? And so food was always the thing. And so from that moment forward, honestly, like I pretty much backed out of my legal career. I stopped practicing and I just pursued food full time. Um, yeah, so I've been baking wow. since 2016, <laughs> like wow. teaching myself wow. what I like and learn. <laughs> like, wow, that's amazing. Um... See, I think that's that's one of the advantages. Like you're coming at cooking from this passion, and there's so many people in the restaurant industry that don't have that. Man, I'm, I'll be honest with you: the passion is gone. You lose it pretty quickly, and it's just a paycheck. 
and you have no fire. And that's what people who are, do, they're not getting paid. They're just learning. And that's the advantage, man. That's the, that's that passion there that um, is, is rightfully there. You guys, you can see it on the show. Honestly, all the contestants are really quite wonderful. Um, all the different stuff they come up with and um, yeah, the flavors y'all are putting together. Like what, what do you think like has been, one of the harder moments you can talk about that you've, that you've had on the show, whether it even be off camera, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would say that as you know, this, um, our work is very physical. Um, it takes a lot of like a very physical toll on you. Like I have carpal tunnel in both of my wrists. I have trigger finger and multiple fingers. Um, I get migraines regularly and those are all things that you can't really succumb to when you're creating a television production, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and also on top of it, like I have a partner who's relying on me to show up and do some of my best work. So like, sure. um, that's, I would say that's the biggest challenge is just, um, the stamina and endurance required. You really are in some ways performing like an athlete, like you're showing up, you're you're keeping your energy levels high, you have to maintain like decorum and like be mindful of the fact that you are the talent, right? Like you're running the show and, and like, are they make you feel like you are? But the truth is there's like hundreds of people who are working on this production who are working around the clock and they don't get as many breaks as you do. And they aren't treated maybe the way that you are and they're not, the attention isn't garnered towards them. So just being mindful of the fact that yes, you are special and yes, you're here to perform a job, but there are also all these other people that without them, you wouldn't look nearly as good as you do, you know? So I would say just be respectful and and aware of where you're at. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a restaurant, right? You got the head chef, yeah. and then you got everyone. Right? It's like, uh, at the end of the day, just like, you just, you get it done. Yep. Just get it done. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There, there, there's, what else is there? Uh, get yeah. it done, make the best you, you can. You guys have obviously proven on the show. Uh, again, everything y'all are making, first of all, it just looks delicious. But just to hear their comments, like, how does that feel to like really hear in real time? Yes right in front of you you know what I mean okay I have to tell you like it's so out of body when you're in that moment because you're just like all the lights and like all the the, it's so quiet on set when you're getting judged like there's none of that thing right so like (laughs) you're kind of in this room where like you can't hear any of the other competitors in some cases they can't really hear what the judges are saying that's why you often see us like leaning in because we're trying to hear the critique um, and then you hear someone like, I mean, I've been watching Curtis Stone since Take Home Chef, like on Bravo. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I loved that concept. I really loved his energy and who he was as a person, let alone sure. his skill as a chef. So like to have him look at me and be like, and you see it on camera, like I was kind of aghast. Like I, my body literally collapsed on the platform. It's <laughs> just like, wait, am I being punked? Like what's going on here? And then you start questioning yourself. Is it like really <laughs> that good? Like, it, like. And Curtis is not one who just doles out compliments, you know, like he will call it as he sees it. So like, and this is one of my first interactions with him. I'm like, is he just messing with me? Like, is this, like, is this for real? So like watching it back on TV, I was just like, oh, that really happened. And then also to hear his feedback for everyone else, including the professionals, I'm just like, wow, not only is he like being super honest, because when he doesn't like something, he'll just straight up tell you he doesn't like it. And yeah. on top of that, he's like calling my brownie like one of the best he's ever had. I'm like, all right, well, hopefully everybody else gets the message and the orders keep coming in because I am making them regardless. 
That's what my first thought was. I gotta try that brownie. You, you totally right. Do. I mean, you know what I'm I'll saying. Anybody watching that, that's what their first thought. I need this guy's brownies. Holy, you know, jeez, yeah. That's why I think um, the show can benefit y'all in in other ways, right? Yeah. Outside of the show, uh, great. It can prove you're a great crime scene food totally. investigator, uh, which is an odd job to have outside <laughs> yeah, of the show. Uh, right. <laughs> which would be a, which would be a funny, dramatic television. If like, you know, law and order guys got together and did this like seriously. Listen, as uh, my former law career, I feel like this is a really great. Yeah. You, right. Man, you would fit right in. You're right. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That is funny. Um, gosh. So when you're on set, like, is it like, um, I don't know. Uh, what What are some of like your biggest fears when you're actually cooking and, and yeah. like going off your team? Because you're not alone. No, I think that's also and it's not like you're getting paired around. Yeah. Like they're not switching no. around. So, you know, yeah. What, what I mean, yeah, let's just dig into I that, like actually cooking. My biggest concern was always just disappointing tea and like not giving him my best or like um, dropping the ball and like it being my fault. Um, but overall, like, I, it's really weird to say, but I guess I thrive in high pressure environments because it, like my brain clicks over and is like, okay, fatty, you literally have two hours to accomplish this task. It doesn't matter how you slice it. Two hours is all you got. So it doesn't have yeah. to be perfect, but it's got to be done. So yeah. it get done, you know, and yeah, I would yeah. say T is an amazing like time manager. So like anytime I would have a conflict with like, I don't know when to insert this. I would just talk to him. Yeah. And like, so as long as you're communicating, you're good. But my biggest fear was truly always to just like disappoint him and not even the judges. Like I cared more about my friend, you know? That's awesome. That's a success. I think to winning uh, is, is that just focusing on that. He probably does the same for you. It's almost like a soldier mentality where they 100%. tell you not to protect. You know, they tell you not to protect yourself, protect the man in front of you, right? And the guy mm -hmm. behind you will get you and, exactly. and so yeah. forth. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. trust in that. Um, what What has been a hairy moment that y'all have had um, <laughs> uh, while you're many. cooking? Just so, I'm so, <laughs> so, many, so many. Too many. Too many. <laughs> like, honestly, that's when funny. it comes to cooking, like, again, we're never concerned with, like, the, the results of our food, but it's, like, the, the game. It's the game of it all. Where you're just, like, you, you can, this is the, the best and most messed up part of playing this game is that, like, because we can't, like, see what's happening in the other kitchens, you can hear what's uh. happening and you can smell what's going down. So if <laughs> I merged and, like, decided to do savory food, for instance, or something like that, and you're just, like, why the hell am I smelling chicken right now? You'll just be like, wow. and then you're questioning everything you saw. And you're just like, wait, <laughs> wait, we're like an hour into this. Like we can't restart. Like, what do we do? And so there were definitely a few moments like that where you just kind of stop and you look at the person or like something clicks in your brain. You're just like, but it could be this. Like if you have the ingredients for like, I don't know, like a, a basic cake, it's butter or oil, like some sort of form of fat and flour and eggs that could literally be a million different things. So like- sure. If you're down a path and then suddenly you smell something and you're just like, oh, crap, <laughs> like, what do we do now? So it's a lot of mind games. No, for sure. Um, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, that you say that, um, that, you know, I'm thinking of that vast cheesecake as a great oh, example, gosh. right, where they're kind of like going back and for at least from how they presented it, right? Like that was such a great example of like 
I think it's supposed to be this. I, I think I, I just, I, you know, whatever. And they just went with it. And, um, and even y'all up there, right? Like, I don't, that doesn't look right. I don't think this is it guys. I and then it's right. You know, it's a, it's a learning moment. I'm sure for you guys. Yeah. And we pulled that thing out of the oven and I was just like, I wouldn't eat this. Like, not only would I not eat this, I wouldn't serve this. She looks really sad. It's like a, a cheesecake on a diet. Like, she needs a whole other two layers just to be normal. Like, I feel really sad. And then on top That's of funny. that, I don't know, like, what over came over me. And I was just like, just put the blueberries on top. I'm sure it won't look like a bloody mess. It looks so bad. But again, it's like, it was the most, it was the closest thing to the correct answer. So it didn't really matter what our presentation was like. We were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, what, what like made you choose because cooking like pastry it's you know, I think of it that way, like a pastry chef, like anytime I've ever known, you know, the pastry chef anywhere I'm working, like they're just a different type of person, you know, they're very meticulous and organized yeah. and like, <laughs> basically however they are is how their food comes out true you know right if they're kind of sloppy their stuff their baking will come out sloppy i promise you that uh and it's such a science compared to like savory cooking which is what i'm you know which which is what i did so like why why did you choose that and and can you just cook a steak you know Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah so i that's actually Wonderful. I'm glad you asked. So I started cooking with my grandmother and my mom from age nine. So like yeah. for me, my food world was always savory. Like it wasn't really okay. at all. Um, yeah. I love, love, love eating cake. Like if I could eat cake all the time, I would. And in fact, now that I'm a baker, I do. So uh, <laughs> one of the reasons I learned how to bake was literally just to feed myself because I couldn't afford to keep buying like sheet cakes and meal foy and pie and like all this stuff. That's funny. Like, Screw it. I'm just going to make these things. And then what happened was uh, if you like, unfortunately on this program, like I can't really flex my creative flair because that's not the ask, but I take a lot of my ethos on food is that food is just food. Um, and that like, there are rules in both the savory and the sweet world that are just pure science that you can't really mess with because otherwise it won't work. But in terms of like, and I always use this as an example, just because tomatoes were presented to you your whole life as a savory ingredient does not mean that the tomato was predestined as a savory ingredient, right? And yeah. when you look at the anatomy of a tomato, it, it is functionally a fruit, and it is actually more closely related to a raspberry than most other things. So when I, I understand like that, then I start asking myself the question of, well, what do I do with a raspberry? Raspberries can go either savory or sweet, so why can't a tomato? And then from there, I play, right? So for me, it's all this just like spectrum and all that's judging the pendulum is your own personal bias and judgment. That's it, right? So if you can suspend that, then literally you can do whatever the hell you want. Like, endless presentation. Yeah. Wow. What a great way to put it. I've always stayed away from baking. It scares me. Come hang out Uh, with me. uh, I would literally do everything. It, it scares me so much because I'm so I'm Latin and, you know, I like I like, I'm, I'm, you know, moving with it and changing and, and yes. like bacon is like it's got to be I weigh everything and, and I get scared. 
I got I get you. scared I got of you. the specific. Yeah, look at you, man. Yeah, you're my favorite kind of client to work with because, like, at the, know. <laughs> because the way that I look at it, and like, I'm sure you see it this way too, is like it, it's always an opportunity for collaboration because we will create sure. something together that would otherwise never be like seen in the world. And only the two of us together can create that thing. But unless we both kind of like approach it with the curiosity, I almost say like the wonder of a child, then you're yeah. just kind of biasing yourself and missing out on a lot of opportunity. Wow. You're a really great salesperson here, buddy. I gotta <laughs> say, listen, you're amazing at that. You need a show like this. I you want a do show. This with people, <laughs> right? This is what you do. You get with someone who normally wouldn't do it and then y'all create something Yes. Together. That's really cool. Yes. I, I, I would, I'm in. I would definitely watch that. So, uh, this, wow. Um, so that's great. Yeah, no, please go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say there's this proverb that I kind of live my life by um, and it colored every aspect of every career I've been in, which is it. it I don't know who said it, but it goes like if you want to go far, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. Right. And so neither one is wrong. It's just a matter of your choice. And you can also jump those tracks throughout your life and you should. And so I'm just in a place in my life now where I've gone alone for a really long time. I want to build with people. I'm not, I'm not interested in becoming like um, a super savvy business person. If I never had to deal with the commerce of baking, I never would. I just want to create food and feed my community and welcome people into that world. That's all I want to do. So however I get there, I'm happy to do it. Wow. Wow. That's a great, uh, that, that's a great message for sure, man. Holy cow. Um, so, wow. I mean, yeah, that's great. We need more people like that in the food community, um, to be honest with you. Uh, that, that is for sure. So what are your plans, you know, now just watching the show come out and your, what else do you have going on or yeah, that you can um, mention, you know? Yeah. So I, um seeking opportunities in every possible avenue um if i could i would love to have a, my own television program for sure i would love to have my own business space um if i were to design my own like space it would be part um teaching kitchen where i would love to have multiple stations to teach classes exactly like we were just discussing yeah yeah you'd be um, great at that man right and i would love to have a chef's table to host small dinner parties because one of my missions in moving to Austin was to really bring very traditional Palestinian savory food, which I don't see very often. And frankly, my take on it is right. different. Um, oh. But in the meantime, I'm just like selling online. I have an online shop. I do farmer's markets and stuff. Um, just I'm trying to network with local businesses, maybe try to get them to carry products. I'm doing like uh, events, private events, uh, custom stuff, like really my, I was describing it to a friend earlier today, actually. And I was telling her that the avenues immaterial because the intention is the same. So it doesn't matter. So that's why I'm casting as big of a net as possible, because these are all things that I feel are in my wheelhouse and probably in my future. But I also recognize that I will have to focus one avenue at a time, but right now unfortunately like i don't have the finances to really focus on any one thing so my hope is in doing like these kinds of things putting myself out there creating like digital media um people are interested enough in who i am as a person and what i want to bring into this world that they will voluntarily want to partner with me and then they can help me figure out how to navigate this because that's ultimately what i would like that's awesome that's great um you should uh, look into um, trey wilcox I'm writing this down. He's right a, 
He's a top chef. Uh, I hope I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, uh, alternate <laughs> program or a compete, competing program. Uh, I, I know, I know so many chefs who've gone on top chef, but him specifically he's from the Dallas area here. He's got a place called Trey concept cooking. It's basically what you describe where he teaches and cooks and offers all these things, right. All under one roof. Yes. And his all his social media is putting up a lot of this stuff, the cooking classes, and then going to catering gigs and do it. You know, he's running this whole beautiful thing of teaching generational, I call it, like where he's teaching it on, right? Push, yep. Passing it forward. Um, he's such a great guy. And he, uh, you know, great. You have the same aura, the, the same sort of thing that you would fit right into. He, he's just a great reference to look at. Oh, OK. Yeah maybe this is how I could build something. So yeah, if I were you, I'd look into that, uh, Trey Wilcox. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. This is good. This has been amazing. Uh, what, what did, what did we, what do you need to say about the show that we didn't, um, when's it on, you know, yeah. when people check it out. Yes. So um, it's on Mondays, uh, at eight, 8 PM central, um, on Fox, your local listing. And then the next day it'll be on Hulu. Uh, I think it actually loads up at midnight, but I'm not sure. But it will be on Hulu for the next day. Um, the show is great fun. It is super cool. If you're just tuning in for the first time, I like to describe it as we are essentially two heats of competitors competing against each other, alternating weeks. So heat one, which started the show off, were the, the home bakers or the self-taught bakers, which is yeah. my group. And then heat two is the classically trained bakers. And then each heat is six teams. And then when each heat is three teams, it will merge. And then those six top teams will then compete for the $100,000 prize. I didn't know they were merging. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. The top, I like that. The top three like that. Um, classically trained and the top three home bakers will merge to create the final six. I like that a lot. That's yeah. going to be very interesting uh, for sure. Wow. Um, well, I know who I got my money on. <laughs> that's uh, that's for sure. Just based on what y'all are doing, man, for sure. Well, yes, uh, you know, just good luck with all of this. Thank you. uh, you're, do you're doing amazing. You have such a great energy and aura about Thank you, man. You, so you got a, you got a long you got a long career on this, man. Thank There's you. no doubt about that. I can't see anyone not wanting to work with you if you guys match. You know, it's got to match, right? Yes, but as I soon agree. as you find that. Yep, you did. Totally you did have people lining up uh, uh, for sure. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So thank you so much for all this. It's oh been so God, insightful. What a great show you're on. And um, yeah, thank you again for taking the time to do this. And listen, I'm serious about classes. I'm serious if you want to learn something and I'm serious about sending you some brownies. So send me your address. I would love to just share the wealth. Oh my God, done. I'm going to be eating them in the intro. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Uh, 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 I'm going to try to release this episode. Uh, I think there's an episode coming out July 10th. Yes. But that may be, is that the classically trained one? I think so. No, that's no, so, no, it does. It? It that, yeah. That's y'all, right? That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. That's y'all. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to try to match it with that. We'll release this episode uh, on that same day. And I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, the show's been awesome. Really? I mean that because there's so many cooking shows out there. Are there are so many. This, it really is. And being from the food industry, it, you know, you get these texts from people that aren't, hey, you go to see the show, you go to the bear, right? How many texts have you got about the bear? So many. I mean, it's like, I don't want to see a show about a part of my life that I hated uh, yeah. for the most part, right? But Thank this you. show is so great. I really, so I mean, fun. even for, 
for people who know food or don't know yes. food, it's a great show. Um, so yeah, they they really found something different and a twist on something so familiar. So and the yeah, casting best of luck. is superb. Like I like not Agreed. even giving myself credit, but like literally just Agreed. watching these people, I am so entertained. The editing, the casting, the production yeah. value, the food chops, and honestly, the insanity and silliness. Like. Just don't take yourself too seriously and have a good ass time with us. Like, please let us. Yes. Y'all are my favorite team. Come on. Thank let's you. be real. I'm just saying. Y'all really are. Everyone is great, but y'all yes. are definitely my favorite team. So. Well, you're um, my you favorite know, podcast hey. host. So. There we go. <laughs> so there we I go. love it. Yes, mom. I did it. I did Congratulations. It, Congrats. I got one fan. I did it, guys. You've been listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to lonestarplate.show.